So 7.31 is where we're at this morning. I'll get to some of your messages in a bit, but you can keep them rolling in on 029-913-913. But we move along now to our next feature. And as the 2021 academic year has commenced and will continue, parents are urged to play their part in support of their children's education by participating in the SGB, that's the student uh, or yeah, school governing body rather, elections, which is currently underway. Every parent has the chance to be part of uh, the um, drive to improve learning outcomes and reach the goal of quality education in all our schools. But what exactly is the SGB and what roles do they play? And more importantly, how is, um, you know, an SGB elected? Joining us online this morning is Deputy CEO of FEDSAS, and that is uh, Dr. Yako Deacon. Good morning, and thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Deacon. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Only a pleasure. So let's start off by understanding, firstly, the importance of a school governing body. Why? No, well, we don't. I, I see the media still regularly report on state schools. We don't have any state schools in our country. We've got public schools. And the difference between a state school and a public school is a state school will belong to the state. They'll decide what will happen there, what kind of flags and uniforms and so forth, like at the police station. Mm. But a public school, in essence, belongs to that school community. And the community takes responsibility. Ah. And public schools are separate legal entities. And they are governed by governing bodies as the arms, ears, and legs of that institution. And even more so, the majority of of uh, the composition of the SGB is parents. So in that way, parents in our country have a direct say in the kind of education, the quality of education, the kind of appointments and policies in schools. So this is a very important opportunity for parents to use their voices to improve the quality of education. So your governing body like acts like a, uh, a board of directors of a company. So they will set the mission statement, the policies, and then the execution will move to, to the professional staff, your school principal and the management team. So the SGB is not involved in the day-to-day operations at the school. That's still in the responsibility mm-hmm. of our paid staff. Mm. Now, Doc, before we get into, you know, the actual process of electing an SGB, you know, there are certain stigmas that are attached to SGBs in the sense that only parents of perhaps old boys and old girls stand a chance of being on the SGB. Only parents that are, you know, of a certain stature, you know, get to be on the SGB, etc. Perhaps, you know, debunking um, some of these stigmas for us. No, no, that's, that's absolutely a myth that only those with money or with certain knowledge can serve on a governing body. The bottom line is, I think there are two crucial things. Number one, there must be a passion for education and for your child and the best interest of the children. So then education um, doesn't really play that big a role. And some of our members are in the deep rural areas where the full SGB consists out of farm workers and some of them cannot even write. But they've got a passion to do the right thing for their children and are excellent governors. So the passion for that. And number two, the willingness to learn. The moment you serve on a governance structure, obviously you need some training, guidance, and assistance to fulfill an oversight role. And if you can do, do those two things with passion, then you can be a candidate in the election. 
So the willingness to learn and the passion for the best interest of our children, if you have those two qualities, then you can put your hand up and say, I'm willing to be a candidate in the SCB election. I'm willing to go through a training process because... The moment you walk into a governing body with your own ideas that I want one, two, three for my child, or I'm going to do one, two, three because that's my mandate, then you're in trouble. The moment you walk into the SGB, you stand in a position of trust towards that whole school and the whole school community. So you're a servant the moment you're elected to start to serve that school, the whole school. And the whole school community. So anybody can stand. It's not only those with money, power, or qualifications. Uh, so if you're willing and able and willing to learn, be a candidate. Mm. Now, Doc, you know, let's get into it. Say I am a parent at Voice of the Cape Primary School. I mean, what is the process now of me getting into, you know, the process of perhaps forming part of the election process for the SGB? How does it work? And how many are elected to the SGB? Yeah, let's start with the number. <clears throat> in your provincial gazette, and it's uh, recently published in Western Cape, new regulations for SGB elections. It's available on the website of FETSAS, uh, www.fetsas.org.za, or on the website of the Western Cape Provincial Department of Education. Um, so you can access the regulations there. But the size of the school will determine the number of people that will serve on the governing body. Now, the composition of the governing body at the primary school will consist out of a parent component. They all they must be the majority. The school principal will, will be there, ex officio. Then there will be representatives elected from the teachers, from the non-educators. Uh, and at the high school, learners will also serve on that structure. Now, the voters' role for the parents will consist out of uh, the parents in the role who enroll the children at the school. So if you're a caretaker of a child, maybe mom and dad are working in another province and granny uh, are taking responsibility for the children, mm. and then the, the grandparents can actually be voters in that process or candidates, but then they just need to inform the school who will be the parent of that child. So for, for the child at the school, only two parents or caretakers can vote. So number one, be on the voters' role. And number two, um, if you're a parent at the school, then you can be a candidate. Now, normally at the school, the school principal and the outgoing SGB will notify the school about the date and the method of the election. So the whole March and April is the election period, but mm-hmm. every school will set their own date. So if you're a parent at your, uh, at your school, you need to contact the school and ask them when's the date of our election and when can we start to nominate people. And then there's a nomination process, again, prescribed forms that you need to collect at the school or from their website or the electronic communication, where you can nominate candidates or ask somebody to nominate you. So there must be a nominator, somebody that will second, and obviously the candidate who's nominated must sign. And uh, then there's an election process. Now, for this year, we've got three options, the traditional meeting style, and I don't think that's the best option during COVID, Mm -hmm. or the full-day election where you can actually start in the morning and go and vote when you drop off the kids or collect them or another parent can collect or vote after school. Mm -hmm. And then you can vote throughout the day. Or number three, the new option that's available this year is the e-election, the electronic election, where the school can make use of an electronic platform and you can vote for a home from work from wherever for the candidates of your choice. 
that every school will have electoral will have an electoral officer that will oversee this process, that it's fair and free and so forth, and then uh, then the SGB is elected. Yeah. Um, so it's actually a very straightforward process. Mm. Now, Doc, you know, with any election, you know, be it government elections or, you know, political elections, school elections, there's always the question around transparency. I mean, you know, with SGB yeah. elections, you know, how do you ensure that transparency? Well, we've got a saying in fits us, uh, a bad governing body is elected by good parents who don't vote. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the, the bottom line is, if you want transparency at your school, start with your election. Yeah. Um, we've got faith in the election process because there are a number of checks and balances in place to, to ensure that it's a free and fair process. But if only five parents are going to vote for the SGB, then five people will decide who the SGB will be. So parents must really use the opportunity to go in huge numbers and vote because you also give a mandate to that SGB to say we're comfortable with what's currently happening at the school or we need some change. We're not satisfied about the school hours or the quality of education or Mm. the kind of facilities we have. So we're going to bring out a strong voice to say you need to do something. If I elect you, you need to improve the quality of education. Mm. Um, So I think the biggest challenge is to get enough parents uh, to vote and enough yeah. parents to be candidates in the election and, and the transparency is where we don't have sufficient numbers who are nominated and very little parents start to vote, then you start to question the credibility of the election. Yeah. Now, Doc, you know, in order for parents to vote, obviously, you know, a notice would need to be put out by the school. Is that mandatory yes. and does that happen? Or does FEDSAS find that, you know, schools tend to do it, you know, just under the cover, so to speak? Yes, unfortunately, some schools try to run a secret ballot or a secret election, and that's not supposed to happen. It should be a, there should be a campaign at every single school. Every school should have an election task team, and part of the election task team's work is to work out uh, an advocacy campaign, an advertisement campaign, so to use every possible channel to encourage the parents, uh, first of all, to, to get them on the voters' roll, to let them double-check whether they are there or not there. Number two, to explain the whole election process, to get the right candidates, and then to set the date and, and put it out there. So again, if you haven't heard from your school, go and inquire. Ask the school. As a parent, it's your right. No, it's more. It's your responsibility to ask those questions. At the end of the day, it's about your child and the quality of education for all the children in that school. So if you feel they're not doing the the job properly, go to the school, ask the difficult questions, and be very, very vocal about it. If they try to keep this election quiet, be the voice. And finally, you know, what is the the function and the responsibilities? I know you alluded to this at the beginning of the conversation, Doc, but in terms of those critical functions of the SGB, you know, besides, you know, at a time of crisis, just issuing a statement, what exactly is the SGB there for? It's definitely not only for fundraising. It's not to set the date for the school or bazaar or whatever. Um, Let's be very practical. Let's start with the admissions policy at the school. Will be admitted to the school. What will be the language policy at the school? What will be what will be the rules of the religious activities at your school? What kind of teachers do we want to appoint at our school? Um, so the SGB will be directly involved. Even in the departmental appointments, the SGB will make the recommendation. So they will actually decide who will be the teacher in front of your class. The kind of technology that will be used, they will prepare the budget for parents to vote on. The mission statement will give direction. The kind of values in your school, that's set by the SGB. So the moment they've set the policies, then your operational staff 
that the principal and the teachers will need to roll it out. The kind of extra or co-curricular activities, the sport activities, the cultural activities, that's determined by the governing body. So they will make the big decisions like a board of directors about the direction and how we do things at the school. Mm. And once they've done, they've made, they've made a decision. It's over to the operational staff to give effect and obviously to report back to the structure. Sure. And then, Doc, just before you leave us, you know, in terms of parents listening in that perhaps, you know, um, find problems with the SGB elections, the SGB in general in terms of, you know, um, getting their nominations in and the way the elections are run, I mean, can they report it to FEDSAS? Yeah, no, no, indeed. We, we will assist the school or the governing body if, if they're a member. But every school will have an electoral officer. Mm-hmm. And that shouldn't be a secret at the school. So you can ask the school, who's the electoral officer? I would like to lay a complaint or I'm not happy with, with one, two or three. And then engage if, if it's an election problem. If it's a school management problem, mm. don't go to the SGB. Then you talk to the school principal about the incident in the class or it's not safe to go to certain places at the school. Then you engage with your school principal. But we we experience that, that parents rather <laughs> voice their concerns on the social media instead of approaching the school principal or the SGB directly about issues. And I think as, as parents, it's still our school. I mean, it's not a state school. It's not a SGB school. It's not a principal school. It's your school. It's part of the community. Mm. So engage on on the, the level that's most appropriate. And normally a school issue can be resolved on a school level, not through a minister or MEC or, or even us if you haven't tried the school first. If you get closed doors everywhere, obviously, then you, then you go higher. And we would gladly assist, assist schools and school communities to resolve those kind of issues. All right. Well, Dr. Yako Deacon, thank you so much for joining us on air this morning and furnishing us with the details around um, SGBs and their elections. It's certainly been an interesting conversation. But of course, for those parents listening in this morning, I know some of you have sent your questions through. Unfortunately, time does not permit. But if you would like to report, you would like to find something out, please head on over to the FEDSAS website. That is the Federation of Governing Bodies of South African Schools. It's www.fedsas.com. That's F-E-D-S-A-S dot org dot Z-A, www.fedsas.org dot Z-A. And that was the Deputy CEO of FEDSAS, Dr. Yako Deacon, speaking to us this morning.